I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Today, Clay and I are going to be having a conversation about the hit writer mindset, and I, I hope you'll see a lot of contrast between the way hit writers approach their writing and, and their mindset when they go into a co-write and the way amateurs or beginners might look at it. So we'll dive right in. Hey, everybody. We got Clay Mills today, special guest and co-host of the podcast. Um, and we're going to be talking about the hit writer mindset, because one of the things we've noticed a lot in our work with songwriters is that there's just a different way of thinking a lot of times for the, that the way pros look at something and the way um, amateurs or aspiring writers look at something is can be very different. So we're going to go through um, some of those and uh, hopefully you'll learn something. So, Marty, let me get this straight. You want me to play the amateur songwriter today? I do. Man, this is this is no stretch for me. <laughs> you can do it. I think you can do it. And because in my mind, I'm an amateur that has just written a bunch of hits. Gotten lucky. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, we've all been there. We've and we've all thought these things. So when when we we're gonna have fun with this list, but we are in no way making fun of anybody because these are all things we have thought. And that's, that's how we came up with the list because these are things we've, we've struggled with or like discovered along the way was not a good uh, way to think or way to approach writing. So it's things that we had to overcome um, in order to be successful. Exactly. You're learning from two goobers mistakes. Yes. The goal is here. So the first one of the hit writer mindset, I believe, is uh, to have the mindset of I'm continually learning, growing and evolving as a writer. I'll never master songwriting, but I'll keep moving in that direction. You know, and I think the pros I see around me that have had like long term success, like like Clay and other people that that I work with are not content just to be um, where they're at. They're they're always trying to add new tools to the toolbox. They're always growing, stretching themselves as writers. So, Clay, when when the pro writer is thinking that, what's the amateur thinking? Well, I have a good story that happened to me when I first started writing for a publishing company. And I was set up in the same week to write with two kind of legendary writers. And I was really excited. So the first week I go in um, on a Monday to write with Writer X and from the get-go, he was complaining about the crap on the radio, and I can't believe what people are writing these days, blah, blah, blah. Just such negativity, you know, that there hasn't been a real artist since Waylon Jennings, and um, it just kept going on it. So we wrote a song that day. My publisher was like, yeah, it's okay. Um, and it turned out, I found out that he had not had a a song recorded in a very long time. I mean, like over a decade since he had had some real success. The second writer I went in, he was 65 years old. He came in excited to the right. He said, I just took a songwriting class. And I'm going, dude, you're in the Hall of Fame. He's like, I know, but I, if I can learn something, then, you know, I, if anything, if I could pick up one thing from a class, then I'm happy. And so he was continuing to have success. 
Um, he was writing with young artists. He was excited. He was spending the whole time talking about, hey, have you heard this kid that just came out with this first single? I'm writing with him. He's great. Um, so rather than me play the, the, the part on this topic for the amateur, I'm just going to tell that story because the song I wrote with the second guy ended up getting cut and he was having a lot more success than the negative Nelly who thought his songs were better, better than the radio. Yeah. Clay and I sometimes talk, if we, if we had a dollar for every time someone had told us their songs were better than the ones on the radio, we would be rich men. Exactly. You know, but that, and that mindset just keeps you from succeeding really, because if you think you've already arrived, you're not going to grow and you're not going to get better. And Clay and I used to do a um, songwriter festival in Gatlinburg. And there was a guy two years in a row, he came up to me and gave me the same 10 songs on a CD. And he said, I'm just trying to find somebody that um, gets my music, you know? And I said, well, how long have you been pitching this, these 10 songs around? And he said, um, about five years, nobody, nobody gets them. And I, and I said, well, are you writing anything else? And he said, why well, keep writing? If you got 10 hits, nobody will cut. <laughs> and I mean, and the guy literally, so he had quit writing because he thought he had 10 songs that were hits and he, his life mission was going to be to get those cut, you know? So, yeah, pros are always trying to learn and grow. Uh, amateurs think that they have arrived sometimes. And sometimes pros, like and in my example, think they have arrived and that causes them to to stop having success. So it's not the the amateur mindset here can happen at any point in your journey. It can happen when you're starting or it can happen years later. You just have to be careful. Absolutely. All right. The second one of pro hit writer mindset is today could be the day that changes my life. I think pros go into every co-write thinking something awesome could happen today. This could be the day that I write something that changes my life, that changes my career. And that anticipation and that expectation, I think helps you write better songs. So what's the amateur thinking as opposed to that clay? Well, I heard an inspirational speaker one time says that his favorite or his least favorite word is hope. And he goes and, you know, I asked him why he goes, well, people go, well, I hope so. I hope this happens. Hope today I can ride a hit. Hope so. Um, so it kind of illustrates the point of what you were saying. You know, Tiger Woods during his heyday was going to every tournament thinking I could win. And he caught a lot of flack for that, but he won a lot of tournaments and confidence and thinking that today's your day, I think is huge, but going in just like, yeah, whatever happens, you know, I'm, I know, I know I drank too much last night and I don't have any good ideas to bring in today. Maybe something good will happen. You know, it's not the way pros approach it. Yeah. And, and again, this kind of thinking can happen after you've already had success, but it's, um, you know, I've had people come in and go, well, here goes nothing. Another song in the pile, you know, and I'm go, oh, no, today's going to be a rough day because that's that's not the, the attitude that's going to get us a, our best work. No, you never want to feel like it's just another day at the office and you're mailing it in. Absolutely. All right. Number three, pros think you got to be in it to win it. I'm, I'm going to play the long game here. I don't know how many 
people I've written with that have been really successful writers that it took them a long time and they just kept at it because they were determined hell or high water, they were going to make this happen. And, you know, I think, uh, it's real easy to come into things and go, uh, well, I'll see, but you know, if you have the attitude of I'm going to make this work, I think that's the, the hit writer mindset. What's the amateur thinking as opposed to that clay? Well, I've heard several people say this to me when they were starting out. Well, I'm going to give this a year, you know, two years. If it's not happening, then, you know, I'm going to go to law school. And, you know, they're really not committed. It's, you know, I'm just going to do this for, or or they have the opposite thing where they believe like, oh, I'm going to do this for two years and it's definitely going to happen. And, you know, I'm going to buy a house in two years and a boat and, you know, they're they're overconfident, but in both cases, they're not willing to stick it out for no matter how long it takes. You know, it, it's not songwriting something you do and you're in it for because it's who you are and what you want to do. It's not something that, you know, I'm just going to try it and dabble in it. And, you know, if it works out, great. But if not, then, you know, no skin off my back. You got to be invested. Absolutely. And there's, you can't put a time frame on success in anything you do really in life. You know, you, you just have to do your best and work hard and work smart and uh, give it as long as it takes. You know, so, so many things in my life have taken longer to succeed at than, than what I originally thought or what I wanted. Marty, I have a friend and when we were starting, um, we wrote together for five years, once a week, and we were having no success. And we had this saying it's like burn your bridges no retreat and in our minds we we were going to make it happen because we could not go back we could not go back to the life before we were songwriters and so there was no retreat it was either you made it you know it's that kind of sink or swim kind of attitude absolutely that's that's for sure the hit writer mindset all right number four hit writers understand I need other people to succeed. So I'll develop my collaboration and networking skills to build a team that can succeed together. The, you know, if you look at the songs that are hit songs on the chart, any given week, 99% or more have multiple people as, as writers on them and hit writers understand that we can't do it all. You know, I know that I have limitations as a writer. So I find people that are talented to work with. And a big part of my growth as a writer has been actually growth as a collaborator. It's, um, you know, I've studied the craft of songwriting and gotten better at that, but I've also studied what it takes to be a good collaborator. And I think that's part of the hit writer mindset. So what are amateurs thinking in that regard? Man, you know, every time I try to get in the room to write with someone, they just water down what I'm trying to say. They don't, they don't understand, you know, I have in my mind exactly how I want this to go, you know, and they just don't get it. They want to take it somewhere else. So I'm just going to write by myself and, um, you know, I'm going to, and even producers don't get what I'm doing. So I'm, I've been taking some logic, um, lessons online, learning how to do my own tracks, you know, and then these days I don't even have to play a keyboard. I can just download a plugin and I'm going to do it all. I'm going to release the record. I'm not going to have any kind of help because I don't need it. 
I don't need a publisher to take half my money. Why would I want that? Why do I need a record company that's going to make millions and leave me nothing? So I'm going to do it myself. You're thinking like an amateur, Clay. Yes. I've got to tell you. Yeah. I mean, and we run into those things all the time, you know, and it's basically that's fine if you want to do it all by yourself, but you're assuring that you will not have commercial success if that's your your attitude, because you it does take a team to be successful as a songwriter. Absolutely. All right. Number five. Hit writer mindset. It's my job to figure out how the music business works and where I can fit in. You know, early in my career, um, I I had, and I'm going to step on what you're going to say a little bit, Clay, but I had this idea that, you know, people just didn't understand yet how great my music was. And I soon found out through meeting a a, a guy that became a mentor to me and was my first publisher. And he quickly and harshly explained to me, son, you're not a very good songwriter yet. And, And that was hard to hear. But instead of blaming other people, he taught me that the hit writer goes, okay, what do I need to do to make my music fit where I'm trying to make it fit? And, and that puts control in your court, you know, so developing that mindset of like, it's my job to figure out how to, how to write songs that are going to fit and, and are going to be applicable to artists right now, not somebody else's job to um, just understand me. So what are amateurs thinking? Well, I believe the music business is trying to keep me out. It's all the good old boys it's all people that, you know, they're friends, they hook up and, you know, I, it's people with lots of money and they're just buying radio and buying the plays on the radio. And it's all rigged. Every bit of it is rigged. And, you know, I don't know how much longer I can do it because it, it's not they're trying to keep me out. I know it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've heard that over and over, you know, we've heard, you know, well, they just, nobody gets my music. Well, if nobody gets your music, you're not writing commercial music because if you, if you're writing hit songs, somebody's going to get it. And, uh, but, but that idea of putting it in your own court of like, it's my responsibility to get better. It's my responsibility to learn what artists are cutting. It's my responsibility as opposed to everybody's, trying to keep me out and this, you know, all that kind of stuff, you'll never succeed with that mindset. And it's real important, I think, and encouraging for songwriters to know that you and I, when we started out, we didn't have any money. We didn't know people in the music business. We didn't have, you know, an uncle that ran a record label. We, you know, I came from a small town in Mississippi. I knew zero people in the music business and came to town with $300 in my pocket. Um, so I don't, I think it's, you know, encouraging for people to hear that story because you literally, if you learn to write great songs, it will open any doors. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I started, I didn't know anybody in the music business. I, I met one guy, my dad was selling a computer to, and um, he, helped me and, and introduced me to a few people and then they introduced me to a few people and I built my own network through that, you know, and again, had no money. And, uh, you know, so if, 
everybody, you know, that when I look around, that's the story of most people that have been successful in the, the music business. They live on hit songs. So if you're writing them, they want them no matter who you are, where you're from, how much money you have, who you're connected to. None of that matters if you've got hit songs, which leads me to the next uh, number six on my hit writer mindset. Pros and hit writers approaches songs with the idea that the answer to my problems is always writing a better song. So if I'm not having success right now and nobody's cutting my songs, I go look at how I can write better or, or what I'm doing. That's not getting their attention. I study the things that are on the radio that are working so I can learn to write a better song. And every single day when I go out, I'm trying to write a better song than I wrote the day before. What are amateurs thinking about that, Clay? I just need to find one person that gets my music and they will open the doors for me. Just, Just one person because I've played my song for five people. They don't get it, you know, and I just really am looking for that one champion that's going to believe in me. That's yeah. the that's the the amateur kind of of mindset. Um, and Marty, we know that on the occasions that we've written those great songs that happen, they don't happen every day. But when you write one of those undeniable songs, it's like the whole town wants to cut the song. You know, you had Kenny Chesney and George Strait fighting over a song. I had um, Faith Hill and Diamond Rio fighting over the same song. When when you have something that is undeniable that you've written, it's not like one person's going to get it. It's usually that there's several people that are fighting over it. So you've it's like what you were saying is the answer is always to write a better song. Absolutely. All right, number seven. Hit writers are thinking all the time, how can I add new writing tools to my toolbox? So Clay writes a book on melody. I go, I'm reading that book. I'm practicing those things. I'm in, uh, taking some of those techniques, using them on the next song I write so that I can start incorporating those techniques and make my songs better. And, and we're always looking for something new to add to our skill set. What's the opposing amateur mindset, Clay? Uh, I'm already awesome. I mean, you read my book. You know how I'm yeah, awesome. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we have, um, you know, we had one Songtown member once that for five years, every time we would have a song contest or we would have um, an opportunity to play songs for publishers, for our members, he would always play the same song for five years, that same one song. And I believe he thought that he could never write anything better. This is this was so good that eventually somebody's going to see it. And, you know, it's, it goes back to that definition of doing the same thing over and over. Um, it, it means you're not a sane individual. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and, the, and there's, there is something to be said for that. Sometimes a song is maybe ahead of its time or the the right artist hasn't come along yet, but yeah, if you, if you're giving somebody the same 10 songs on a CD every year, or if you're putting the same song into the contest every year, you're, you're not advancing, you know, you're just trying to 
live in the past and that that one great thing and maybe someday that'll find a home but try out some other things you know and and put some other songs out there in the world i mean we've both had songs that were cut years after we've written them but we didn't stop writing and improving every single day until that song got cut we were working and then you know as a byproduct of everything we were doing every day eventually that song got recorded absolutely all right and the last one on the list hit writers are not holding songs as precious we can let go and move on so it, when i write a song and put it out there i'm not putting all my hopes and dreams on that song i'm looking at the next song i'm going to write and so much of of this the music business stuff is out of my control that all i can all i can control really is writing the best song i can write and then writing a better one tomorrow and so i'm not treating them like my babies and if someone doesn't like one then it means i'm a bad writer you know they're not that precious to me i'm proud of them and i i love what i created but I'm able to just let that song go out into the world and become what it becomes. And I can move on and, and do other things and write more. What's the amateur thinking, Clay? Man, this song came, I'm going to play you this song, Marty, but it came to me in a moment of great inspiration. And this song is perfect. So don't tell me I need to change anything because I'm not going to change it. it. It came to me and you know i i can't change it it came from a higher power i can't change it or you know i dreamed it in a dream i can't change it and the other thing marty is that um the, what i don't co-write too often because when i take a great idea to someone if they don't get it i've just lost a great idea and and you know, I'm going to try to figure out how I can get that idea back so I can write it the right way, you know, and because that song's my baby. And if I just give it to someone else and they don't treat it right, then I want my song back. Right. And that that's not going to get you anywhere. That's going to ruin a lot of relationships. Yes. I, early in my career, I, that happened to me. I wrote a song, a title that I really loved and I, I threw it out to some guys and we wrote it. And it just didn't turn out well at all. And I, I was complaining to my publisher and he he said a couple of harsh things to me. He, uh, he first of all said, well, Marty, a, a hit writer can write a hit with anybody. And his point there was don't blame the other people in the room. You were in the room. If, if the song didn't turn out well, look at what you did that made it not turn out well. You know, don't point the finger at the other people. And, you know, I, I think all that stuff you said is great. We have to just um, give our best to the song every day. And it's almost like our, our literal children. Like I can't control what my grown up children are doing. You know, they're out there in the world, they're, they're doing things and I'm proud of them, but I'm not holding on so tightly that, that I'm trying to control what they're doing. And I think that's the, the hit writer mindset about songs too, is just do your best on every single one, give your best to that day and that room and that song, and then let the song breathe and be out there and don't obsess over it, you know? And the other thing my publisher said that day was, is that the best idea you're ever going to have? 
And I said, well, I hope not. And he said, then move on, son. And he said, you know, just let it go. So, it, you know, you screwed up a great idea. Learn from it. Move on. Find another great idea. And, and then you'll be writing it better. Any final thoughts for us, Clay? No, I, I think we've covered pretty good kind of the pro mindset and the shoot yourself in the foot mindset. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we have a video in Songtown uh, with amateurs versus pro co-writing. It's really, um, if you want to dig deeper into this, you can actually see how two groups of amateur writers approached writing a title and how two pros approached writing that title. And um, that video that Clay did really illustrates some cool points about the, the way um, your mindset affects what's going to happen in the room. So we encourage everybody to, to look into that. We've actually written a book on uh, the songwriter's guide to mastering co-writing um, that can, that helps with some of those things, but uh, looking at your mindset and approaching your writing with a pro writer mindset, I believe leads you to success much more reliably than the poor me, uh, they don't get me, you know, it's all out of my control idea. So hopefully it's been helpful and that you've uh, learned some things you can put into practice and that you can go into that co-write every day going, this could be the day, this could be the day that changes my life and I'm going to think like a pro uh, b before I get to be one. All the best to everybody and right on. Cheers. If you don't know what Songtown is, we'd love for you to check us out at www.songtown.com. We have all kinds of great resources for songwriters, whether you're just trying to learn how to write a better song or if you're trying to become a pro songwriter. And we've also got some books. Those will be in the show notes. We've got one on lyric writing, one on co-writing, and Clay just released a new one on melody writing. But please check out Songtown. Get involved in the community. We'd love to have you. As always, we're going to leave you with a song. This one is called Pause. It's written by Kelly Bells, Steve Smintek, and Brittany Brandt. And the artist is the Bells.
Trouble we 